Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Scottish Indie Podcast. Tonight I'm delighted to welcome along Jodie and Cameron from the band Sylvie. Guys, it's an absolute pleasure to get the chance to speak to you tonight. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah, just well, I've got I've got to get my cards on the table here. I'm quite formulae in the way that I do this podcast. The the standard question at this time tends to be, how has the pandemic treated you? How how you getting on just now? And are you beginning to feel that little bit of positivity that I think many of us are just now that perhaps life as we we used to know it is on its way back. I know it's, it's quality. You know, we've we've had a great time. <laughs> now, if it wasn't for a uh, pandemic, we wouldn't be a band. So. It's yeah. not all been bad for us. <laughs> yeah, it's given us the time we need, I think, as well to um, to do what we need to do behind the scenes to, in order to get gig ready rather than just go straight into it. But I think we're ready now to kind of just chuck ourselves in. And we did a gig in the Goyle at the weekend. So that was a really good experience to do it in front of, even though it was like five people in a room. It was still it was still better than nothing. Definitely. Well, that's it. It gives you a bit of a taste for it doesn't it and for those that are listening that perhaps haven't heard of the band could you give us a wee bit of background and and how you started and and the kind of background to your sound as well please yeah we're just two pals we've known each other for a couple of years now uh start of start of the pandemic messaging each other thought let's let's make some music jody had a few tunes just put them yeah. started working together and then when we were allowed got in a room with uh producer James Mackay the one and only and uh, put together our first tune your smokes yeah we had we had no idea what kind of sound we were going to make we just had raw uh, songs Acoustic demos. yeah and we just went from there and it, it it's turned into something that's kind of grew arms and legs and now we've established it as kind of electronic alt pop so that's been something that, I, I mean, I never thought I would make electronic nah. pop. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but there's here a, we are. There's a lot of genres in there, though, isn't there? In the, the two singles, particularly even a, a verse of rap as well. That there's there's so much crossover in it, and there's there's something there for everyone. Yeah, you're right. Like, well, in a in a lot of our unreleased ones, there's quite a bit of rap as well. And yeah, I was gonna say, wait till you hear the new stuff. <laughs> even more genres to add to the collection. Yeah, we we just can't. We just we're a bit indecisive. We just can't pick. <laughs> you say indecisive, I would say creative. I think that's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's quite a it's a, it's an interesting experience listening to your stuff. It's it takes you in a few different directions, and I I, I think the it'd be kind of intriguing to, to see how you, you arrived at that. Was it just a, a spur of the moment thing to add that in? Or are we kind of conscious that you you take your inspiration from, from so many different people? Well, I, I incorporated raps into the original um, songs because when, for example, I'd maybe wrote a, a verse and a chorus, <laughs> I'm sometimes um, prone to being a bit lazy and just being like well that's the chorus written maybe I'll just repeat that a couple of times and I because I had so much time during lockdown I thought Do you know what I've actually got a lot more to say I'll just sit down and try write a rap and it means you can pack quite a lot more into a rap than you can just a verse obviously a verse it'll maybe only be eight lines or something whereas a rap you can get like 24 lines of text um just you know, emoting a lot more than what you could in in a couple of lines of a verse. So, 
Um, but in terms of the music, it's just like a creative way that we just go all that. Like, for example, remember, uh, Cammy, remember when we were doing your smoke and James accidentally like pressed something. You, I don't know if you know at the start of your smoke, it goes like, like at the beginning. And James accidentally pressed that and Cameron was just like, oh my God, what was that? Yeah, Cameron was like, that needs to go in the song at some point. And we were like, where Cameron? Like this is, it sounds like a swarm of bees or something. And Cameron was like, put it at the beginning. And James and I were like, really? And then it just really worked. And now I can't imagine the song without it. Aye. Nice introduction to, it's just quite random. Let's. No, no, but, it, but it works and uh, I suppose when you you look back at the fact that you're a band that started during the pandemic I know that a lot of musicians have released music uh, during these times but to start a band seems quite unique and I guess it means when this is all over you can reflect on it and say well at least one th- good thing came of it yeah. definitely aye. now looking at the positives yeah aye. I mean we've been talking about getting a band together for Oh, probably a year now, but uh, just never have. So uh, I don't know what they forced us to do it, but encouraged us to actually get shit together and do it. Gave us that kick up there, okay. Aye. <laughs> Jodie, for yourself personally, branching out from being a, a solo artist into a band, how, how have you found that transition? I really enjoyed it. I think with my solo stuff, there was only so far I could go I felt like it, I was very limited in terms of sound and also live performance um so I, I felt like I needed I, I felt like I had a product there but I couldn't quite execute it um on an instrument as well as for example Cameron can on a guitar or on drums or on the keys so um I felt like I had to expand what I was doing in some way and whether that be a band whether that be getting a guitarist in or whatever initially Cameron was going to come in as my and I quote overly invested guitarist and it was just going to still be Jodie Sylvie and it was like because I used to go by Jodie Sylvie and it was just going to be that and then it was when we had finally uh, sat down for your smoke and Cameron just came along because he was like oh I can put the guitar down for your smoke um because I'd sent it to him and I we'd worked out an acoustic version and basically um he heard the product that was kind of emerging and he went nah actually i really want to be part of this what what made you say yeah. that what was it what was the turning point so i'm not putting all this effort into not being the band <laughs> <laughs> i was i was too invested yeah you were too invested i was, I was too overly invested so it, yeah so it just meant that we just decided that it would be a good thing to make it a band and We've had talks of, you know, maybe introducing more people, more instruments or whatever, but it's been a really good experience just working together because we're so similar in terms of taste. So it's been actually a really easy process to go from solo into into a band, but I think the best part about it is being performing. I feel so much more free and um, like I'm able to really showcase myself a lot more because I'm not thinking about the fact that I can't play ukulele to save myself and play the like having to try and play the guitar with my tiny hands. Like it's just good to have someone else who's really talented at that do that for me and do it at such a good level. Um, I I can just concentrate on trying to like hit the notes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And given the fact that you've not had the opportunity to play a gig to an audience 
and by that I mean an audience being in the, the venue as you play. You've managed to achieve a great deal of exposure with the singles, both your smoke and that's not love. They've, they've garnered a lot of attention. They've had some mainstream radio play as well. Guys like Jim Gertley picking picking up on the stuff. That must be really, really encouraging for the future of the band that even at this early juncture, people are getting on board with Sylvie and really backing them. Yeah, exactly. No, it's nice to see so much support for us as newbies as a band. And uh, aye, it's quality. Uh, looking forward to seeing what more happens when when we inevitably release more. Yeah, it's been a really good response from our fellow like community in terms of other bands, other solo artists getting behind us as well and welcoming us despite not actually having like gigged with them yet obviously individually we've we've gigged so we we know people in the scene but um in terms of them all getting behind us and sharing stuff and listening to the the songs and stuff it's been really nice yeah i, I completely get that and I've, I've been speaking about that in the podcast in previous episodes that i can almost see a more of a community feel to the industry just now where totally Whereas it used to be quite a lot of sideswiping and, and maybe a bit of snidiness, it seems everyone's on board with each other. Not everyone's going to like everyone else's music. It's just not going to yeah. happen in a world where we've all got different tastes. But there's no reason why we shouldn't support each other and kind of encourage each other to to do the best they possibly can. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of, in Scottish society as well, I think, that success and people being talented or people being ambitious it's, it's almost kind of frowned upon or seems to people that that's a strange trait to have but but why not why not reach for as high as you can possibly go and if someone else is doing the same thing as you're doing then that that drives you on more than anything else to to be that bit better and if we're all supporting each other and pushing in the right direction it just makes for a, a happier world surely yeah you're completely right and I think it was really it's so true what you said about Scottish society in general because I think for example places like um, England even just England and places like America and stuff it's so oversaturated with um, like alumni of people from that country that area and stuff like whether it be LA whether it be London and it's kind of like why don't we start putting Scotland on the map like why can't Scotland have just as many people coming out of it that are going to be successful like a lot of the time when you ask someone to name Scottish artists you you're going to get like the same kind of couple of artists but if we can in this generation you know be obviously we're a small country but there is as you say so much talent so why can't we be up there with the the masses in terms of bringing out loads of new emerging artists and actually have like a lot of people that can be named when you ask about a famous Scottish band or a famous Scottish artist um it doesn't just need to be like one person like why does it ha- why can't it be this the same amount as people from England or people from America that, that's, that's absolutely right and I think it's, it's maybe the case and I spoke about this uh in one of the podcasts that hasn't been released yet that you go to Manchester and all you'll hear in the the kind of alternative bars or the, the more kind of indie pubs will be the Stone Roses, Oasis, the, the Smiths, they support their own yeah. and, and they seem to be very proud of their own. Whereas I think we're a wee bit more guarded and getting too close to something or there's there's always been bands with 
kind of cult followings, but we build them up to knock them down sometimes, which is extremely unfair and, and kind of almost, I don't know, jealousy for me kind of creeps in a wee bit too much. And um, and that can, can kind of spoil some of the enjoyment for both fans and also the bands themselves. They, they maybe fall away from it just because they lose a bit of passion because there's so many naysayers, which seems a bit needless to me, to be honest. In terms of guidance that, that you guys have had, you're now under the, the guidance of David John Blair and his 23 music management stable. Having someone that's as renowned in the industry, and especially in Scotland, how much of a boost has that been? It's been, it was really exciting that he, um, that he was attracted to our set and uh, it was a Sunny G set. Um, we did like a charity gig for Sunny G Radio and it was something that we went into kind of just thinking like, oh, hopefully, you know, we've not really got any um, supporters in Glasgow. It's mostly kind of West Lothian. Hopefully this will gather some sort of, um, maybe even like if one person from Glasgow sees it and then they like our page, it will at least be a start sort of thing because obviously we've not been able to do much. And it was really good that... Um, from that that we essentially uh, were introduced to David in terms of Sylvie Cameron knew him prior um, yeah it's nice to be working with somebody I've gigged with previously and uh, it's really cool so we're we're excited for what that can bring and what kind of uh, opportunities that will bring us absolutely and, and talking of opportunities you mentioned gigging the Goyle uh, which was the, the virtual G at the weekend there and that must have given you quite a taste of of what's to come in terms of live performance and, and the kind of description that a lot of people have given is, is it's almost like bands are, are caged animals just now, just desperate to get out and, <laughs> and get into to perform in front of, of fans because it, it does feel like we've been been cut off from from that kind of environment for so long now. Aye, yeah. No, it was nice to get a message for Ross asking us to do that it's quality uh, as I've been, I've been to gigging the Goyle the last few years whether it's playing or working at it and it's just it's just brilliant a great a great event uh, that hopefully we'll get to next year to play in person and actual humans can yeah. watch <laughs> people yeah, it was a, it was a really great experience. We both came off stage from Gig and the Goyle feeling really positive about it. Not that not necessarily that it was the best show we'll ever play in our lives, because unfortunately there there was some technical issues, but that's a given. And the unfortunately the logistics of where Gig and the Goyle is, if you're doing a live stream, sometimes um, things can go wrong with connection and stuff. But um, in terms of the actual performance and the experience of the day, everyone we worked with that day, Trash Panda, Ross Coates, Argyle Holidays, Scott Kempick, these are all people that we really respect in terms of the shows that they put on. So it was really good to just have that experience and, and work with them. Um, and it, we came off stage feeling good about it. We felt like we had done a good job. So. That's that, and when you look back at the history of the festival as well, there's been an incredible amount of acts that have played sets not very high up in the bill at that, and went on to achieve magnificent things uh, in the business. So it is a it's a real good breeding ground almost for for emerging talent. Aye, definitely some 
huge artists that have played Greg and the Goyle. I just look at Louis Capaldi and Snuts. Like, Snuts got a number one album a couple of weeks ago. They played early on on a on a, on a Saturday, uh, like three years ago or something. Was, that's that's crazy to see. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can add to their list of uh, titles. <laughs> No, absolutely. In three years' time, I'll, I'll get you back on just after you've had that number one album, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll recollect about the point that we talked about it <laughs> in May 2021. And and today, and I can I can say today because this podcast is going out just shortly after we've we've hit the stop button on the recording. The the voting has begun in the bid to win a ten thousand pounds three day recording session at the Par Street Studios, uh, and also featuring the Scots Menswear Christmas Live campaign. You're the only Scottish representative in the last 100, and there was thousands upon thousands of bands that have, have entered this battle of the bands. Uh, you're in a group of 10 today. I've already placed my vote. Thank you. <laughs> I would encourage anyone that, that catches this before voting is closed, please go on and, and show your support. That is a incredible honour and you must be exceptionally proud that you've you've managed to get to this point and fingers crossed you can go that one step further and, and take on that massive prize oh I definitely 10 grand wouldn't go miss like <laughs> <laughs> we totally didn't expect it we no. applied for it so long ago and we the email actually um went to our junk mail so we didn't even see it and it wasn't until it was announced on social media that we saw that we had made the top 100 I think there is some other I think there is we're one of the only Scottish acts but um we're the I think we're the only one from West Lothian where we're from I know definitely I, th- I thought we were the only Scottish acts I don't I don't know because I don't know all the acts told me that you were the only Scottish act so oh, I really? apologize for me putting you in the no the no room. no I just I just didn't know that so it wouldn't be the first mistake I've made in this podcast though so I'll <laughs> You no, might no, be the only Scottish act in the well, You might be right. We're, we're one of a few, definitely. <laughs> yeah, if if we're if we're not the only one, then we're we, one we were. of the only ones. Definitely, you're probably right. Um, I haven't actually researched it because, to be honest, a lot of the bands, I have well, I haven't I haven't seen their names, so that's the reason why I just assumed that maybe there could be Scottish ones, but I just don't know them. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, it's 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 crazy and the the prize would be amazing obviously we need to try and get through this round and then we'll be in the top 20 I think if we get through this round so that whittles it down even more and it just means it's even it's it'll be a by that point we will definitely be the only Scottish band (laughs) probably (laughs) if if we're left (laughs) yeah it would it would it would be amazing even just to to get that but even if we don't we're still it's still been a a really cool experience to even be recognized for that sort of thing yeah, I saw the video that you had made up to kind of encourage people to vote. It was just quite <laughs> a silly, creative way to, to do things. Is, is that side of things coming quite naturally in terms of you're not able to get out there and kind of stick flyers through the doors or, or flyer at gigs and stuff like that? You've got to kind of organically build up a fan base by putting stuff online. You've got to push yourselves in social media. It's, it's a wee bit of kind of having to, to market yourselves there. But is that something you embrace? Well, all these mental uh, PR stuff, I cannot take any credit for. It's mental Jody that does that. So <laughs> that certainly comes naturally, huh? I have yeah. a lot of time on my hands. 
Um, I don't start my new job till the end of the month, so I've had quite a lot of time to just be a bit of a weirdo. Um, what she's saying is there's definitely a few more weeks of crazy <laughs> PR stuff coming your way. I'm looking forward to what happens when you get to the top 20 now. Oh, God. Oh. I don't even <laughs> want to know. I might, I, might, I might hide for a bit. <laughs> you, can't, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> and we were talking about the the fact that there's a lot more togetherness just now and that's very noticeable and the the fact that bands are, have already got on this campaign to to support yourselves dictator been one of the most vocal ones and i recorded a podcast with the guys last week oh did you after three to three bands that they would recommend from from scotland one of them was sylvie um it spoke so highly about the band the the support from from other bands must be really really encouraging you you mentioned the fact that people have kind of embraced you and and been so nice in the the brief time you've been together that that must be a nice feeling and again it just builds up that wee community for when live music returns that there will be bands that you'll be really looking forward to playing with i suppose i dictate i've kind of turned into our like our, our brother band <laughs> yeah. i'm literally wearing a dictator t-shirt as <laughs> <Yeah>. we speak <laughs> um at, we we both we saw them for i saw them for the first time at live in livy um with cameron and we both just looked at each other i don't know if you remember cameron or if you were under the influence but we uh, both just I we, wish. oh right. oh yeah so you were i was under the influence i don't know what i'm talking about we looked at each other while they were playing their set and i just kind of went whoa and cameron went they are amazing and i was like yeah and ever since they've really took us under their wing in a sense eh? like yeah i helped us out nice guys and they've said they would love if if we'll come and support them and stuff and i would be i mean i'm i'm a big fan even if they didn't know who i was it's still it's it's very special that they um they consider us so highly it's really cool i think they're very very um on the horizon of just about to blow up so it would be cool um it would be cool if they if that happened to them because they're all such lovely guys i'd also just love to be to be Joe for a couple of days just to see what happens in his life. I love the guy. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely top notch in terms of just how accommodating. And I, I love the way that they portray themselves in, in social media as well. I think that that's a responsibility that bands maybe didn't have previously, that they have to engage with fans and and just be a bit more out there in, in terms of communicating with people. And I think they do it almost perfectly. They're a, a textbook example of how you go about engaging with people and I, I think that is it something that that a few acts have said in, in different interviews that it's been quite kind of they've been quite awestruck by the fact that their music has helped people through these these really bleak times of late where and there's people getting in contact with them directly to to tell them that and and they've got to kind of deal with that uh in a one-on-one scenario but bands like dictator just seem to, to really embrace that and i think they've got a, a list of about 400 people to go for a pint with when, uh, <laughs> when lockdown restrictions are, are all over but um it, it's a really nice thing to see and i, I think they are a, a really good example of a band that have built a fan base on merit but they've also built a fan base for just being a bunch of really nice guys 
uh, even pre-COVID, their their like social media stuff was just brilliant. Uh, so they had an unfair advantage. They were already they they were ahead of the time. <laughs> yeah, they. I think someone, uh, people like them really deserve to have a, a larger platform as well because they are so aware, like politically aware, socially aware, like they always make it very clear who they support and who they don't support and stuff. And I think to be an outspoken band in times like this, I think it's, some, it's something that needs to be more recognised and as their music grows, th- those kind of ideologies that they have will grow as well. And they're just they're really cool i mean they they supported blm they've supported so much to do with um equality within like women and in the industry and not in the industry and i think that is something that you know you you want people like that to do well regardless of how good their music is you're you're thinking to yourself well they'd be a great influence um if they did blow up as well so yeah (laughs) no i completely agree and and in terms of West Lothian, you've had, you've got no shortage just now of inspiration. Cameron mentioned the stats going to number one just two or three weeks ago. A band on your doorstep having a, a UK number one album uh, and a, a band I, I toured so rigorously for, for three or four years, building their way up from, from the bottom. You don't need much more inspiration than that, surely. Nah, they they deserve that album. Like they were, you know, the, the most hardworking band in in all of Scotland. Uh, but West Lothian certainly don't have a shortage of incredible incredible acts. We're considered as one of them. Fingers crossed. And and the place just kind of people will talk about the, the Glasgow scene. They'll, they'll talk about emerging bands from Edinburgh, Aberdeen, perhaps. But West Lothian is definitely caught up there in the uh, not expected but it's, it's now a place that there's is bristling with talent yeah gotta work harder <laughs> aye no i feel like uh it's always it's always had a, a good scene within west Lothian, but i think obviously we're uh folk making it globally uh it's really starting to become acknowledged not just within yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. And in, in terms of, we've touched on this, uh, or Jody certainly touched on it uh, just a few minutes ago. There's still, uh, despite all the positives that we've discussed tonight, uh, there's still a clear gender imbalance uh, within the, the music industry that still exists and, and badly needs addressed. You have a quick look at the, the festival lineups for the summer, and I think it's it's so clear that that is an issue that is, is still exists really badly within the industry. Uh, I would like to clarify that by saying I don't see this as a, a box-ticking exercise in any sort of way. I think there's so many exceptional female musicians out there and they're just not getting the same opportunities. Jody, you have been quite outspoken in interviews about this as well. It must be exceptionally frustrating. I think so. I think I think the what's what's frustrating about it is being a, a female you obviously recognize and flock to other female musicians as well you're you know you end up becoming in uh, friend circles with them and things like that and obviously that happens with male musicians as well um 
So as a result, I know a lot of really talented female musicians. And when I see that, for example, um, if, say, I'm on the lineup and I'm the only girl, I'm like, why am I the only one? Or if they're on the lineup and they're the only girl, I'm like, why are they the only one? And why are they so low down in the lineup? They're so talented. And I think you can say stuff like, um, oh, it's because they've they've not got as much notoriety. They're not as um, they're not as successful as their their male counterparts. But I think all of that comes down to opportunities. And I think a lot of the time, it's with music especially. It's sometimes um, backhanders almost um, in the industry. Like, oh, I'll I'll give my pals that support slot. I'll give my pal that slot. Um, in the festival and things like that and if you are only in a group of male friends then all the male friends are going to get this the slots so I think you know I'm not asking you to be friends with all with like a, a million females but I think it's just about looking beyond your uh, your friends and giving them like a wee cheeky backhander like yeah you can do this gig and maybe looking beyond that and kind of going okay who else is from this area who else is from further afield that I could you know give a platform to and at my gig no one will have seen this person before because I'm not gonna lie I've been to gigs where it's the headliner and then their support act and then their support act headlines next week and the headliner from that show last week supports them so it's like you're not getting a variety of of acts and whether that be female whether that be acts from further afield whether it be acts from more ethnic minorities it's just kind of like let's start putting on different shows that have a bit more of a variety in terms of genre in terms of like societal uh, standards as well and it's just kind of as a female you can feel a bit annoyed you can feel so inferior in a room as well because often you're one of the only ones there like at gig in the goyle I was one of the only females in the room at at all times and um there was you know there's been times in gaffs let's just say that there's guys with much louder voices than me and can play the guitar much better than me and they're all kind of singing and stuff and you just don't really get a look in because you're just it seems like you're just there and it's like why don't we start kind of if it was a group of girls then you would you would pass the guitar around to each other but for some reason if you're a female you don't get past the guitar and I'm not I'm very like I'm very open about the fact that I'm not a proficient guitarist at all but I know people I know girls like for example Kira Watt is an amazing musician an amazing guitarist um but to look at, she's a very beautiful young girl and it seems like um, in this kind of society right now, she wouldn't be past the guitar in that situation. And if they did, they would get, can I swear, they would get a fucking shock. Um, and then I've got friend, I've got, I could list, I could list a million females who could really like perform people under the table, but it just it's it's not just the gigs it's behind the scenes as well I think that's kind of where that story was going it's behind the scenes as well it's like you don't really get considered you're almost just there if that makes sense sometimes and that's not everyone there's there's lots of exceptions to the rule but sometimes it can feel really really um you feel really inferior to people because they just it seems like they know more than you just based on their gender 
and whether people want to believe it or not like if you've not experienced it it's like I'm never going to say that I've experienced racism do you know what I mean like you can as a as a white person so I think like it's just about listening and it's just about being open to the fact that you need to be more aware because it is going on and we're not making it up like it's a feeling sometimes more than anything tangible so yeah that's all that's all I'm going to say about it and I'm, I'm sorry to kind of push you a wee bit further here but in terms of the you look at these festival lineups and Kendall Collin was the one that that was really highlighted uh, this summer because I think that there, there might be one female act in the, the full bill uh, boardmasters were praised to the hilt for their lineup and it was almost described as diverse despite the fact that there isn't it's all talented artists on the bill and that, that kind of frustrates me a wee bit to look at as well that I don't know whether boardmasters would have been that brave because they selected a fantastic lineup. It just so happens that it's not a Kendall Collin lineup where it's your your very standard routine festival lineup. And I, I think that uh, it is while it's good to see, it just shows you how far we've got to go. And do, do you think that, because uh, I feel that prior to the 2000 lineups when all the festivals were cancelled that there was forward movement being been made in this but it seems the pandemic's almost kind of put us back a few steps I think possibly I think again that could come down to communication almost like because you're speaking to people on the regular you're speaking to your you're going to be more likely to speak to your mates so it's like oh I'm organising a festival I'm organising a gig do you want to play it rather than looking as I say more diversely in terms of I'll contact someone I've never met before or I'll contact a girl who I've seen play once um I think it does come as as a responsibility that people need to kind of be more aware of and accept I would say um I think it's maybe down to communication more than anything and they've just kind of thought to themselves okay well these are the ones that I've been seeing most because these are the ones I follow most on social media because I don't follow as many uh, female acts or whatever. Um, you are more likely, obviously, to follow your friends and stuff, but it's I think it's just kind of... It's very testimony to the fact that at the end of the day, a lot of the time in music, it's people booking their friends or uh, booking people that they know or people that they've had a drink with at, at an after party or whatever. Um, rather than kind of going, okay, but there's actually really talented girls. But again, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people go, well, where are they then? And you're like, well, that's because they're not getting the same chances. And that's, it starts from, for example, the after parties where they're not getting past the guitar because they were on so early in the evening that nobody at the gig saw them. So they're just there and everyone's like, who is that girl? They don't, they think it's someone's girlfriend, but actually they played at 7 p.m. or whatever, or 12 p.m. at the festival. And because the the troops don't show up to that sort of thing, you just kind of see them as someone who's just there and you you get asked if you're someone's girlfriend and stuff. And I do happen to be someone's girlfriend who's a musician, but I'm also one as well, so. Yeah, you got that exact thing at Gig in the Goyle, a band that won't be named hardly spoke to you until they found out that you were playing earlier on in the day then all of a sudden yeah it wasn't until a man said to them oh you should hear this girl's voice 
she's amazing and then they finally started talking to me because I'd went up to them after their set and just said oh I really like that and they just thought I was some sort of little fangirl groupie which there's nothing wrong with but it's just kind of like but if you'd actually paid attention to to the earlier sets or maybe maybe I'll just throw it out there love gigging the goyle but maybe if we'd been on a bit later in the lineup then maybe they would have known but yeah I think it's just kind of sometimes it can feel a bit frustrating because this is why I'm trying to say like it starts in the roots it starts at the root of like behind the scenes rather than just the gigs as well because a lot of the time at parties and stuff afterwards people don't know who you are based on that so they're like oh don't let them sing don't let them do this or whatever and you don't want to have to try and prove yourself you don't even go oh by the way I'm in a band like I sang too and all that like you just want to be respected the same as everyone else um it's almost like they would pass the guitar to a man who was just there over a female who's maybe trained their whole life to play the guitar. That's a wrong move, definitely, because you've not heard me sing. And I'd definitely <laughs> be passing the guitar to Jody. <laughs> it's, it's almost like they're unconsciously making it a closed-door event in terms of it's a very closed shop and jobs for the boys and pals, a pals act, essentially, that that really doesn't make it inclusive in the slightest. And it, it's quite depressing to hear, really. Um, with with that all said, is there, how, how do you see the progression going and, and how did these barriers get broken down? I, I realise this is possibly a conversation that could last about two hours with us just banging our heads together, hoping that we, we find a solution. But is, is there any kind of organisations or such like that are, are pushing for more equality, not just for for females within the industry but just um, minorities as well like an easy way to solve the problems just book us for every major festival up and down the country <laughs> uh, absolute chance eh? you, you've come up with quite a, a few solutions tonight Cameron I, I do appreciate that <laughs> saving saving the world one issue at a time you know <laughs> no what, well what I will say is big big praise to Gig and the Goyle who obviously I did say I did mention earlier but I have to say they have been it's been such a positive experience in terms of the fact that their lineup this year was much more inclusive of females than a lot of lineups I've seen um it was pretty much like um a lot a lot of females that I know were playing and I thought that was really cool and I also discovered a lot of new artists or new um bands with that that have girls in them so um a big shout out to Ross Coots for doing that with Gig in the Goyle um but yeah, I think yeah, there's there's a group on uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff called Pop Girls, and they're doing so much with uh, places like Power and Scottish Women in Music. Um, they're doing a lot right now, and they they started off as just a small group on Facebook, and it's just getting added to constantly every day. There's new girls being added to it, and I think once we're we're able to, there'll be lots of meetups and stuff like that that. It just means you discover new girls that are doing the same thing as you. You discover opportunities, for example, if there's funding available or if there's competitions exclusive to this sort of thing, then you get notified about it and stuff. So they're great, pop girls. Yeah, I wanted in on this page, but apparently I don't fit the criteria. (laughs) One problem you weren't able to solve. (laughs) I was still working on that one. Uh, the workaround for that one's quite uh, quite complicated. So I think I'll, I'll maybe pass on that. You made it onto the King Tut's Women in Music 
yeah. International Women's Day. Only page. guy on the page. <laughs> they basically, for International Women's Day for King Tut's, used a photo for of like all the females that they were including, but they used a photo of Cameron and I for everyone. <laughs> so Cameron was Cameron was on it as well. Yeah, there's no greater well, thrill in it. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I am, I am male. I identify as male. That was uh, just a little bit of a, a misunderstanding, I think. <laughs> just, uh, you know just another thing to add to your resume, I suppose. Exactly. You know what? I'll, I'll, t- I'll tick that box. You can do it all. <laughs> We're currently having a, a fireworks display outside here, so forgive me if there's any background noise. We're, we're moving towards the back end of the podcast anyway, though, and I'd like to know which acts inspired you both as a band and, and perhaps encouraged you to, to pick up a microphone or, or pick up a guitar and get into to performing music? Well, that's, that's a hard one because I, I honestly don't I don't know who really inspired me. Loads, loads of different things inspired me originally. Played, played or still play guitar, but with Sylvia I played drums live. Uh, however, guitar was my first instrument. And I don't really, I, I'm not, I'm honestly not sure who can encourage me pick up a guitar. Growing up, my mum would listen to like, The Jam and The Who. My dad was, well, uh, the music that I'm proud of that he listens to is like <laughs> Oasis and that kind of stuff. However, uh, there's uh, he does have some interesting music tastes. Um, but probably, well, my, my favourite my favorite guitar player, Dick Dale, he kind of really encouraged me to play guitar. As a band, uh, I think that kind of stylistically were influenced by the likes of Twenty One Pilots and Elaborate. Uh, I'm just trying to remember the bio now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nothing but thieves. We both really like. We are both off to see Nothing but Thieves in October at the Barras. Hopefully it goes ahead. Uh, Hopefully I. Um, Night out in Glasgow after it though. Am I right? Here we go. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, we're we both really like Louis the Child, who's like more electronic. So I suppose that influences in te- in terms of the electronic side of it. Uh, me personally, I I really like soul music. So a lot of my uh, like growing up, it, it was soul music I listened to, like Stevie Wonder, James Morrison, uh, Amy Winehouse, Aretha Aretha Franklin. So just to just to uh, kind of uh, confirm, wrap everything up. Just everything, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> in summary, everything is really... That, that's a good way to be, and it, it certainly works. Uh, it certainly translates well into your music. What about Scottish artists that inspire you, or perhaps even a couple of Scottish acts that the listeners may not have heard uh, that you would very much recommend? Artists that I would recommend from Scotland, well, got to got to give the shout-outs to the to the, uh, the girlfriend and boyfriends who are, are incredible. Incre- well, girlfriend and boyfriend. Just just single ones. We've just got one each. Aye, one each. Aye. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, absolutely outstanding. Her new tune alone in the dark. And uh, I'd love to I'd love to sit here and say it's crap just to wind it up. But it is actually incredible. Uh, give that a shout. Uh, uh, give that a listen. Gary Ovens. Former frontman <laughs> of the Begbies. Yeah. But now solo. Um, but... Other bands, I'll shout out a few Wesley bands just to keep the support locally. Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves are amazing. We just released a new tune as well. Far from the, the first shout out had for them. Uh, so uh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's certainly getting picked up. Sure. And 
Luke uh, from Lopey as well. He's probably been shouted out. Yes. <laughs> Aye. Aye. No, two absolutely incredible whistling bands that will 100% do something big. A wee bit further out. Like say, I'm a big fan of La Fontaine's. Their quality. Got tickets to see them. Great. Aye. Yeah, absolutely brilliant band as well. Uh, just as we, as we move towards finishing up, I mentioned we were moving towards finishing up a couple of minutes ago, but I've been distracted by the fireworks across the road. <laughs> <laughs> what comes next for, for Sylvie? And where can those that haven't heard you uh, check out your music? I'm sure there'll definitely be some more wacky, random Instagram posts from Jody. Um, uh, hopefully some new tunes as well. <laughs> uh, no, we'll definitely be releasing something. Uh, and hopefully a gig. Uh, nothing set in stone yet, but certainly watch out our socials for that. Yeah, and I think like in terms of uh, in terms of songs and stuff, we do have them. We've been we we were in between the two lock the oh, I can't you my life flashed before my eyes the past year, but in between lockdowns we were in the studio and we have uh, we have songs, but we're just not sure about when we're going to release them. So. We have those in, in the kind of pipeline. Um, and I think in terms of gigs and stuff, we would we would love to have a headline gig soon, like what Cameron was saying. So Wouldn't love it. We we will have. So. Positivity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, would, I would vouch for that as well. I'm absolutely certain that, that that's a thing not too far down the road. Hopefully Thank you. We can, uh, hopefully we can do it do well with this competition and yeah. uh, get something out of that but if not then it's just good to have been involved yeah. I'll certainly put that in the the link for the the podcast as I say I promised I was going to get this out on Wednesday we're sitting here at 25 past 9 still <laughs> oh a couple God. hours of voting left we will get this out and we'll put the link in to, to hopefully encourage as many people as we can to to get signed up and vote for you to, to put you through Aye. to the last 20 when Mad Jody can make some new <laughs> wacky content. Oh yes, no definitely. Get us, uh, get us on all the socials at, at We Are Sylvie. Better get that in there. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah. Aye. In terms of Spotify and iTunes and stuff, I think you actually need to type in our like the song name. So either Your Smoke Sylvie or That's Not Love Sylvie, because for some reason the algorithm hates us, and if you just type in Sylvie, it doesn't come up with anything. So there is links. We do have like a link tree thing. So on our Facebook and on our Instagram and on our Twitter, which is we are Sylvia, as if Cameron you, said. If you, if you really want to hear us, you'll find us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically on the link tree, it has everything. So yeah. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. It's been a really enjoyable conversation and I wish you guys all the very best going forward. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I look forward to, to getting the opportunity to check you guys out. Uh, it seems like a really exciting time for the band and you deserve all the success in the world as far as I'm concerned uh, I wish you all the best oh thank you so much thanks you too much. this podcast yeah. is I've listened to quite a few and it's been great and I'm looking forward to the ones you have coming up as well yeah I, I suppose I better plug the, the podcast before we finish but uh, <laughs> after after this episode we have Dictator coming up next Friday and then a week after that the episode with Glass Vegas to, to finish off the month as well um some really good conversations there. Absolutely loving doing this. It's it's great to speak to a wide range of, of Scottish acts that I'm sure are, are all going to be destined for success when Scotland takes over the world in the not too distant future. 
Yeah, exactly. You you know it. You've been listening to the Indie Scot. Oh, that's not the name of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, take two for the outro. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. I'll be back a week on Friday with Dictator. Until then, thank you and goodbye. You were the smoke, I was the fire. Let that be the end of it. You were the low, I was the high. Why won't you let me elevate? Cause I can't be anything but me, I've tried. Can't start any fires without a light. Yesterday, but I'm still here today. The smell of it. Bust two dicks for me to.